Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, as we always do on a Monday, time to look at some of the stories from the weekend. We are joined by Assistant News Editor at the Journal.ie, Ifa Barry. Ifa, good afternoon. Afternoon, I think. Uh, and uh, you, you've spotted the story that Marie Kondo is a slob now. Is that, is that what's happened? <laughs> well, not quite a slob. I'm sure oh, her version I would have being messy. Paid cash money for that. Being messy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's so it's so interesting. I I thought this, this this story really tickled me because back in 2014, Marie Kondo brought out her book, The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Now, my mother bought myself bought me a copy of this because she was like, you need this in your house. <laughs> have I read it? <laughs> Flick through it. Um, it was it kind of hold something up in your in yeah. Your like, you know, yeah, tidy up the room, life is magic. And so, you know, back in back in 2014, things were, the days were different back then. When you think about it, it was pre-Trump, it was pre-Brexit, mm. it was pre-pandemic. And everybody kind of got kind of caught on to this idea that Marie Kondo was kind of going to, you know, save our lives, make our lives more organised if we could fold our things a certain way, if we could, you know, realise what sparked joy in our lives. You know, she was a bit of a phenomenon, really. She started a media company. She had a Netflix series um, and we looked to her as a guru. But she said in an interview um, over the weekend, she did like a webinar. She's got a new book out. So she's doing a lot of press and the new book is about Karashi, which is basically uh, a Japanese idea about organising your space and, and achieving your ideal life, she says. So she's still leaving us big promises yeah. to live up to. But she said that since having her third child, her third son, in 2021, she's basically having trouble being really tidy and that she's now a little bit messy. <laughs> so she's admitted that, you know, even though she has kind of, I suppose, sold this idea that for her at this time in her life, she can't be this perfect tidy person. And I, I actually really like the idea of an expert turning around and saying, you know what, it doesn't work all the time. And I think it also shows that she wasn't somebody who, like some people might think, was saying, oh, get rid of everything, live in a minimalist, you know, home, just have one chair and a table or sit in a bean bag in your house. She was saying, you know, reject consumerism for like empty consumerism and actually have things that are meaningful to you. Mm. And she talks about that in the in the interview that she did. It's in the Washington Post where, you know, having certain types of pajamas, I think they're silk pajamas because she obviously has a lot of money um, and picking at her favourite, you know, herbal tea during the day sparks joy for her. But she has a little bit of a messy house while she does it. But I do think that, you know, her house is probably isn't as messy as your average person. But a lot of people are actually annoyed about it. Um, Sarah Polly, the director, tweeted giving out about it saying, you know, why didn't she tell us this when we were all feeling guilty for not tidying our house. So she's getting quite a bit of pushback. Yeah, so but, I mean, all that's happened to Marie Kondo then is reality, yeah. uh, really. I assume, because uh, did she have any children at all when she first published that book? You know, I'd I don't wonder. know if she did actually. I, I think her three children are young. So even if mm. she had one, it's a lot easier to keep your house, you know, kind of under control when you have one, when if you have two, then three, I can imagine, you know, it's a lot, a lot more difficult. So yeah. I mean, she's only human, but if you're going to, I suppose, have a career based on telling people how to live, maybe not how to live their lives, but a good way of living your life, you are going to get a bit of a pushback if people feel like, uh, yeah. you know, you're going to get your message. Well, but I see, totally I wonder, is there, I mean, because this was, uh, it, the original thing was kind of, you know, sparking joy. It yeah. was dressed up in this kind of vaguely zen spirituality yeah. kind of thing. But it, you learn more about life realising how much you can't control when you have three toddlers trashing your entire, no matter what yeah. you do. Totally. That's the thing. Yeah. And I mean, like 2014, politically, socially, everything was so different. Her life was so different. And I think it also shows that we can often look to gurus to tell us a way to live our lives in the hope that if we do everything they say, we will live this perfect life. But obviously, the longer you live, the more you realise things are messy, they're difficult, Mm. life throws you stuff. No matter who you follow, whether that's, you know, anybody that's kind of famous or not or religious or whatever, like you really are going to come up against challenges. And she's figured out she's coming up against challenges and that's keeping her very 
very tidy house. Tidy. Uh, plus also, yeah, when, you know, when you've three kids too, then you kind of start thinking all the throwaway junk you buy them because the they toys want, it's mostly and plastic crap anyway. Yeah. But, and that's really, that's a really hard uh, battle to fight. I yeah, I'd say she probably doesn't have like, you know, drawers full of all the plastic toys that people might have. I'd say she's a bit more kind of mindful. But I mean, I don't have kids myself, but from seeing, uh, you know, my friends have kids and relations, you know, a lot of stuff that you might plan that you're going to do, like they're only going to play with wooden toys and we're only going to do Montessori, <laughs> you know, and they're never only going to eat green vegetables. Like that's not really what happens once the child arrives. So you kind of have to eat humble pie. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you, you do see these shops occasionally there's all these lovely half handmade toys. and Yeah, like, made in Sweden and they're yeah, Euro, like, yeah. yeah. you never see children dragging their parents in there. That's, that's <laughs> no. a parent's idea of what a child should like rather than a child's yes. idea of what a child uh, will like. Quite. Looks good on the gram as well, yeah. you know, if you have your child playing with cute toys. I wonder are any Marie Kondo's kids now into because uh, Pokemon cards are huge again. Oh, are they? Oh, my oh God. My God. From my oh, my God. Like six-year-olds are coming back from school missing fingers because oh, wow. it's uh, because, you know, <laughs> the, the, the trading game is, becomes quite aggressive. Everything uh, comes back around, oh, doesn't it? And they're like, they're banning them. Like, I have a wow. seven-year-old and yeah. like, They've banned them from the school and banned them from after school because oh it's gosh. just too much. No, it's not getting aggressive They're or anything. They're not too vicious. But yeah. like just sitting in corners, you know, staring no. at these things. I don't know what the attraction is. They're just like you have cards with it's like yeah it's like all the little trends you know there is like the fidget spinners were around mm. remember like what like 10 years ago like you know kids are really into having big bows in their hair a couple of years ago too it's like all of these trends and stuff to annoy teachers will always come up I can imagine every couple of years they've yeah, thing to but the about. fidget spinners haven't gone away either and there's a lot, there's a kind of a thing about kind of anti-stress toys oh yeah like the fake there's a plastic version of popping um, yes. Popping the things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're actually quite fun. Yeah, they yeah, are quite yeah. fun and yeah. squeezy balls. Yeah. Like, and yeah, apparently kids can't have enough of that. Stress. Like they're very I don't stressed know what they're age, clearly. They're, well, they're are. stressed <laughs> because they don't have enough Pokemon cards. That's that's the problem. Uh, right. So uh, speaking of which, uh, the, the second piece you've uh, uh, picked out was a piece in the Indo defending dads or yeah. at least saying maybe dads are getting a bit of a bad press. Yes, this is by Lorcan Nyan and full disclosure, Lorcan's married to my editor, Sinead O'Carroll. This isn't why I chose this. <laughs> right. But if, uh, if you'd written something I didn't agree with, I could have brought that in too. But I just thought this is really good because I don't think you actually, you see this much chat, I think, in, in columns these days about the idea of fatherhood and what people say about fatherhood in terms of like what men should do um, when newborns are around, whether or not they are quote unquote useful around the house as a recent column suggested that men are not useful around the house when there's a newborn there. And he's kind of looking at it from the point of view of that if you want equality and if you want a more balanced workplace, if you want more balanced home, you have to kind of kick back at these stereotypical tropes around men not being useful around the house in the early days and men wanting to go, you know, to work rather than rather than actually helping out with their partner. Now, obviously, there's a lot of um, uh, same-sex families and single families too. So obviously, this isn't isn't uh, across the board for every family. But I just thought, you know, it's just I just enjoy seeing men talk about this topic because I think, as he says, a lot of time the idea of being a carer or being a parent or the burden on parents is put onto women, particularly to talk mm. about maternity leave and then how do you get you when you go back to work? How do you get the kid into the you know uh, creche or have a carer? How long are you taking off your your work? What's your work plan? What's your kind of career plan? And instead, he's saying that you need to alter that conversation and have both of you, you know, embracing the kind of parental leave, paternity leave, etc., maternity leave conversation. 
together rather than it being, well, I'll do this and you do that. And he looks to countries like Iceland, which have a more balanced approach to parents sharing parental leave parental, during the year. Yes, yeah, rather yeah. than the idea like one person's only off for a year and then you have to scrabble around to try and get somebody off, you know, the next time. So I, I just, I thought it was really, a really thought provoking piece. And he said that he was on the radio before talking about it. And there was women ringing in and disagreeing with him and saying, sure, mm. men would prefer to be off playing golf. And I just thought that makes me sad to think that. That but if that's the, that. that's the expense, long enough to know if, they do say it, but. I'm sure right now texts are appearing in front of Ashling there outside I'm the sure screen. It's saying exactly that from <laughs> being saying in there, so and the experience of so many women is still that they. I know. Now there may be a lot of well intentioned. Yeah. Now there may be some men who are fantastic, but probably there's a middle ground where kind of the woman has that, like that conversation. Yeah. The man isn't going to prompt that conversation. He, he's kind of waiting to be told what to do, well, and then he might do it. But but even the fact he has to be told what to do. Is you can imagine a bit if you haven't had sleep, you've had stitches, you're breastfeeding, yeah. and now you have it's to give t- orders to this putz. Yeah, you know, you, you would be very, very yeah. annoyed if that's what you have to do. And, and I think that it starts before that, though. You know, this idea that if we have a societal acceptance of well, men do this and women do this, and if you're this gender, you can't do this, and you surely couldn't know, then it feeds into everything that happens for the rest of your life. So it feeds into your career choices. You know, if you have kids, what you do around that. You know, in a relationship. You know, if it's a, if it's an opposite sex couple, whether or not you know you. Bring out the bins or your partner brings out the bins mm. or whatever and I just feel like if you if you break down those tropes a lot of times they they don't mean anything they're actually just made up and they kind of help people to oh, fit no, of into course certain roles yeah but it's roles. hard to break out of them uh, it is, at the same of, time yeah. uh, especially being brought up that way which and thing. most men still are brought up that way well, I, what, I, what I have found and really loved is seeing friends of mine becoming dads and seeing mm. how amazing they are at being dads you no. know <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be cynical. Dads are really good at PR. Like you yes. visit their Do house. Oh, I'm playing with their mum. You know, I've got a backpack. Oh. and bring them out to the park. You know, and then they come home and bang, hand down the trousers in front of the football. I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think my pals are yeah. doing that. You yeah. know, but I. I think as well. People don't. People do praise guys for things they don't praise women for doing. Well, exactly. So, so I mean, it should thing. be. Yeah. yeah. So. so th- even that shouldn't happen really it's part of the just, same thing though yes, isn't it if yeah. you're still saying because if you're saying men aren't capable of doing this then when they do it you go oh and you're brilliant for babysitting your children yes um, which is not a thing because they're your children um, you know it, it's all part it's, it's all rooted in the same thing so I say smash those stereotypes oh no we're all in favor of smashing those stereotypes <laughs> good, good but I'm glad you probably, are because uh, I feel um, better now knowing no, that no I, I just think it's a long road to go uh, uh, yeah really change uh, happens by degrees yes, I suppose I <laughs> now this is so weird uh, that like this mining company what it was radioactive yeah I this story is just kind of freaks me out actually um, now luckily we're very very far away from this so it's not going to affect anybody hopefully listening so his mining company in Australia has had to say sorry because it lost a radioactive capsule in Western Australia now Western Australia is absolutely massive yeah. and not very populated um, but this particular capsule it could cause acute radiation sickness so basically if you if you go near this tiny capsule which is a small little silver capsule that was lost on the road along a 1400 kilometer stretch of road in Western Australia they don't have a clue where it is on it you could get radiation sickness you could get kind of radiation burns if you go anywhere near it it's something like having 10 x-rays a day if you go near it too and it's so small they're afraid it could have got stuck in somebody's tyre 
as they were driving along the road. Oh, so good God. It was a legitimate reason why it was there. So it's a company called uh, Rio Tinto and they had a contractor who's basically bringing this capsule. It's, it's part of a gauge that's used in the mining industry. Like you learn new things every day. I didn't know they use these things um, to measure the density of iron ore. And as they were bringing it along, it just somehow came out of whatever was being held on, held by and, and the truck fell out on the road on this massive long stretch. And now they are basically trying to find it before somebody gets sick or it's lost in an animal or somebody stumbles across it at some some stage. Um, they think the vibrations of the truck that it was on kind of made it fall out and land on the road. Just kind of freaks me out. Yeah, but <laughs> how are they even going to find it? I suppose, have they got some sort of super duper Geiger counter or I, something I that can find it? I suspect they do. So they say that they, they're not trying to find it by by eyesight, which is good to know. Um, yes. They're going to use, <laughs> not you know, peering at the road, wondering. They, they, the radiation equipment that they're using will hopefully lead them to it. Um, but they said, given the large distance involved, it'll be akin to finding a needle in a haystack. Um, but they do have the radiation detectors on moving vehicles. So you're not talking about people having to walk 1,400 kilometres. You're going, they're going to have a vehicle that can go long, and they have a lot of people in high vis vests as well. But what a bizarre story! Very interesting. Uh, yeah, it's not really that comfortable. If you text on the whole uh, dad's thing, uh, here, here, big bula boss for that article. I'm 39 myself, and my pals that have kids are nothing like our dads. We are actually good parents, good homemakers, good cooks. We do a lot more than we get credit for. We don't go looking for the credit. But then why did you mention credit? Uh, We just do it. I'm enjoying uh, parents leave the last two weeks before my daughter turns two. I'm leaving mama stay in bed. I'm doing everything and I love it. Uh, Says this text or somebody else says it's women that praise dads. Dads don't go looking for it. Uh, And (laughs) someone else says do women ever stop complaining about men? So there you go. Complaining the whole gamut society. of human experience. I'm complaining about society. I'm not complaining about men. That's just, uh, right. that clear. Now this is, and we were just mentioning this um, uh, b- before we came on air, that this was a case where uh, Kitty Holland from the Irish Times mm. came across this story quite by accident. Yeah, really shocking story. I mean, this is such it's a really sad story on so many levels so the the headline is men with dogs sticks and baseball bat attack Dublin migrant camp it's I think migrant camp we were talking about this in the in the newsroom in the journal earlier the word migrant camp possibly possibly isn't quite correct there. it's more like a homeless camp that, that's not a, a slight against the whoever wrote the headline there but it, it, this was a camp where a group of homeless men lived some of them were EU citizens I believe and the majority of them weren't they were living by the River Tolka in Ashtown and Kitty Holland I believe went there to just interview the men because she had heard that they were living there for quite a, a long period of time effectively and that there were social media posts that were very aggressive towards them and were saying we're going to you know when the video a video was shared of the area people were saying you know we're going to hunt them out of there basically so she went down there and went to speak to them and while she was there she said a number of men um, with dog sticks and a baseball bat attacked the camp they arrived at quarter to 1pm I think it was Saturday at the encampment um, there was about 15 tents that were there at the time they were shouting things like get out, get out, pack up and get out now. They had four dogs, she says, including a German Shepherd and an American Pitbull Terrier. One had a black balaclava on him and and was carrying the baseball bat and allegedly used it to assault a young Polish man who's been camping at the site since last year. And now Kitty Holland and I think she's there, the photographer or videographer, they interrupted these people obviously when they Mm. heard them, asked them what they were doing and they said um, all the the men who were involved were all white and she said they were Irish as well. um, That They alleged the residents had been involved in an assault locally but there wasn't any proof of that at all and there was between six and eight men who'd been living at that camp who were there when it happened they're from Poland Croatia um, Hungary Portugal India and Scotland and they have no
no home and that's why they've been living there and these people have turned up and decided they don't want them to be living there and it sounds so distressing when you read her description of you know one of the men the man from India couldn't even talk to her after it had happened he was just so I suppose shocked mm. you know the guy had an injured arm and the guard you were aware of what had happened um, they apparently were checking on them regularly anyway I think the local council was and local um, uh, charities in the city centre were providing them with places to shower and things like that and, and charge their phones but I just felt it was such a heartbreaking story on its own which is why Kitty Holland went to cover it you know really shows the, the, you know, the pressure that's on people. I mean, we know 70, well, 73,000 people have arrived in Ireland since January 2022 fleeing from places they need to flee to and we're not able to give them, the country isn't giving them what they need, which is accommodation and um, security. And then you have, you know, far-right actors online mobilising and trying to mobilise people who maybe don't have a lot of information on what's happening in their local communities about why there are direct provision centres or why there are accommodation centres opening up. And as a result of that, you see this this sort of activity, this kind of um, violence towards people yeah. who are from outside of Ireland who are living by a river, you know. And and, and the fact that, that Kitty Holland was there, did that perhaps prevent that attack from going further than... You would wonder... You know, you really, you really would wonder if because they realised that that there was somebody there who could, who would be reporting back on what yeah. happened. You, you kind of dread to think, but they they still allegedly, you know, assaulted a person there. So, um, pretty pretty awful stuff. And I, I think the Taoiseach uh, commented on it today. And you know, there's some political commentary. And I mean, a lot of the groups that work with, um, you know, people who are coming over and looking for accommodation have been criticising heavily the government for what's going on, like City West being uh, temporarily closed, people turning up in, uh, in Ireland um, from different countries and being given a 20 euro done stores voucher, I believe, mm. and told, well, you kind of have to go live in the streets there for a little while if you, yeah. you know, or we have nothing for you. Um, pretty, I think it's pretty shocking times at the moment yeah, here in the country. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, finally, uh, Revolution. Uh, Revolu- yeah, mm. everybody got this. They've got an Irish IBAN number. So w- yeah. like, what does that mean in effect? Yeah, so it means that there, there's a thing, I was reading this article in, in the Irish Independent by John Maher and it was really interesting because I'm always interested in what, in what Revolution are up to because I'm a customer as well but I'm always like, am I a bit weird around online banking because I'm not from the <laughs> online banking era? Um, so there's, there's a thing that basically it's illegal to, to discriminate against an IBAN. So um, if you want to be paid into an account and the IBAN isn't an Irish account, you're not supposed to be able to discriminate against that IBAN because it's not from, from Ireland. But apparently, according to this article, um, Derek Cassidy from Bonkers.ie was saying that this introduction of Revolut having Irish IBANs is significant because it means people can definitely get paid into it because they were so, they were seeing some incidents of people saying, I'm not going to let you use that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to use that, that Revolut Because it was IBAN. Lithuanian. There, Lithuanian, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Revolut's so interesting because, you know, there's two million people in Ireland have a Revolut um, account. I couldn't believe when I saw that Isn't number. Isn't it mostly just for, like, if you want to, you know, somebody wants 20 quid, you can just send it to them immediately. That's essentially what people are using yeah. it for or are they using it as an actual bank account? Most people I know, that when I chat to you about it, are using it for that kind of casual spending, you know, mm. or like sending money to people or we use it for vaults, you know, the, where you can kind of uh, take little bits of money, uh, bits of change and put it into the vault and save stuff. I don't know anybody who's using it as a quote unquote proper bank and I don't mm. know if there's fear around that. But I mean, if you read the details of it, I mean, the company's, you know, valued like what, 1.7 billion. It's got, it's got, you know, a license to be a proper bank. It's got, it, atten- it intends on eventually bringing in home loans to Ireland. Um, mm. You know, it also offers loans. So it's a legitimate 
it's a legitimate bank. Um, and at the same time, the customer service in the existing banks in Ireland is like pretty annoying. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, most are online. Most of the Irish online banks online good. things are a bit clunky. Actually. They can be a bit clunky. Yeah, like I yeah. use my, my bank's online stuff all the time, but because the in-person stuff is so bad, you might as well go online anyway. But Revolut feels like just a much easier app to use. Mm, it's, yeah. You know, it's kind of glossier. It's a bit like, hey, we're young people. So it keeps you feeling a bit young with yes. banking. Okay, um, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, two million people. So if you don't have it, you're probably a child. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Aoife, thanks a million for Thank coming you. in to us. Uh, Aoife Barry there uh, from the journal. Uh, so if you want to feel young, get yourself a Revolut account. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.